Hey there, this is Victoria, your Christian thought coach, and you've tuned in to the Choose to Think podcast. This is a podcast where we are learning how to live our very best thought lives. And how do we do that? Well, we do it by taking our thoughts captive, giving thanks in everything, and the result is that we walk with a renewed mind. Sounds kind of philosophical, but on this show, I'm going to give you practical tips and tricks, actionable items to get you moving on your way to find lasting freedom and joy in this 21st century Christian life. Please stay tuned. In today's episode, you'll hear snippets from the Fired Up Mind Challenge, Session 2, Detox. This challenge was recorded live, all of these sessions. This is my first time ever doing that, and I learned a ton, but it was it was a new experience for me, so go easy on me. Now, this particular session dealt with detoxing both the mind and brain and featured guest speaker Adam Reed. Adam shared his personal testimony on the podcast just a few weeks ago in episode 50. When Shame Grips Your Heart and Mind. You might want to go back and listen to that. It's an amazing story of God's redemptive love. Now, you may also hear the voices of a few of the challenge participants. Hey, Julie. Hey, April. You're going to have to listen toward the end. They have a few questions and comments. Now, also, be sure to snag your free infographic, The Five R's to Living Your Best Thought Life. I'll put the link in the show notes. You can put this printable on your fridge or at your desk, on your bathroom mirror, just to remind you of the five steps to demolishing those pesky, self-defeating thoughts, lies, and doubts that keep nagging you and directing and influencing your emotions. I speak briefly about these steps today on the show. And then Adam's going to pick up because he's He's got a biology background with the brain-gut connection. He shares five practical action items to help you make healthy and wise food choices daily. Food is medicine, and what you consume probably makes more of a difference on your overall emotional health and well-being than you may have ever guessed. Don't miss the three-page Mind and Brain Smoothies Cheat Sheet, which has a list of healthy brain foods and smoothie recipes, as well as tips for detox your mind. And listen, if you like what you're hearing, can you think of even one person who might also benefit from this message in this episode? Will you please share on social media, text or email the link to that person or consider supporting by clicking the listener support tab below. A one-time gift or five bucks a month makes a huge difference to me. I truly appreciate your regular listening, subscription to the show, your reviews, and all your prayer support as well. You have no idea. So thank you so very much. And now let's jump on in. All right. Well, here we are, session two. Today's topic is decluttering your thoughts, how to do that, and your cupboards. So that's where we get the brain-gut connection. Our theme verse for today is... From 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And I know that you're looking at that can of worms, but I'm going to explain that in just a second. So if we, I just wanted to break apart a few of those words, speculations. What is that? You can think of the word Lego. Like if your kids ever played with Legos, that it's kind of coming from that 
that, even the logic um, side of things. And it means it can mean computation, reasoning, your conscious uh, imagination, your thoughts. All right. And then lofty thing. Let me see if I can scroll up here is something, I mean, you probably could guess that one, that you're lifting up high or you're exalting or you're honoring, raising up in dignity, honor, or happiness. And you can kind of start thinking of maybe some idols here. Anything that is displaced over God would, of course, be considered an idol. The verb to take captive means to literally capture your mind or cap or captivate. And you can think of like a leading away or bringing into captivity. Then on down every thought, we're taking every thought captive. The word thought, this here is only used six times in Greek. Four times it means minds, minds, M-I-N-D-S. One time it means schemes. And then right here, it means thought. And obedience, of course, you could know that. It means what it's what you think it means. Make compliant, make obey, or be in submission. And we talked about on Monday that some scientists suggest that we have anywhere from 6,000 to 60,000 thoughts every single day. And one recent study talked about thought worms. And that study actually, it was, I believe it was done this year, they studied transitions between thoughts, brain imaging and screen imaging, as people like transition from one idea, one thought to another. And they're the one, they are the ones who came up with 6,000, I believe. And so they called them thought worms. And the National Science Foundation reports that about 80% of the thoughts that we have are negative and 95% are repetitive, all right? And then get this, 97% of our worries are actually unfounded. So we worry about things that don't ever come into play, which is probably why God tells us, you know, don't worry. So at this point, just with all of this, our task, if you took, if you, you're taking me up on the challenge to renew your mind, then you're going to have to start putting this into play, taking those thoughts captive. And that sounds like a hard thing because we're talking talking about so many, but remember inch by inch is a cinch, mile by mile, that's a little bit harder, but we're just gonna start with single thoughts. And because so many of them are repetitive, you probably could already think of a thought or two that is, is persistent in your mind. Maybe one that you just no longer want to engage in. So if that's the challenge option that you accepted, I'm gonna show you how to do that in a, in a second, very five really quick, easy steps. Um, and we'll get to the, the brain and belly here in a moment, but let's go ahead and pray. Let's, uh, let's start out with, with these things in mind. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this time that you have given us. I pray your blessings over every single participant and anyone who happens to tune in and drop in and listen to this teaching and this time that we're sharing and we're trying to learn more about you. May you and you alone be glorified in, in all of our efforts, everything that we put our hands to. We do ask for your blessing, but we want you to be so much a part of it that it couldn't help but be blessed. Father, I ask that you 
give clarity of thought and mind to each participant, and that you also just fill us all with your joy, with your strength, and with your spirit, and help us to to demonstrate um, just how much we love you by the things that we say and the things that we do. And we know that we can't go at any of this alone, but that we have your spirit right here with us to help us and to guide us along. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so here is Adam's ministry. It's called Love is Real Wellness. And the his email there is down at the bottom, loveisrealwellness at gmail.com if you want to reach out to him. He is a coach and he just published this book, Love is Real. I think you've got the number one number one ranking there on, it's on the, Amazon. It's, uh, it, right now, it's the number one um, book in, in adult yeah. Christian ministries. Christian and ministries. It, okay. It will tell. It will uh, on Amazon, and it essentially it has sixty or so Bible verses in there, and it just uh, gives some lessons I've learned and and um, how to to tie real life into God helping us, and and that He loves us no matter what, not because of what we can do, but just because He loves us. Amen. I would love to. Well, as a matter of fact, Adam will appear on the podcast in maybe a few weeks or I can't remember your your air date. But um, and we talk a lot about thoughts there. We go specifically into thoughts. And so you can hear a little bit of his story. So if you tune in, you will already have a a face to that. So thank you so much, Adam, for coming. Thank you so much for having me. First off, I want to thank Victoria for letting me come. And I want to um, just kind of give a, a personal can everyone see Adam? Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. So I just want to give a personal endorsement uh, to Victoria for you guys. I met with her and, and talked with her just one on one when nobody else in the world would know. And I assure you that her number one goal is to love people and help people. So you're in good hands with somebody who not only um, can give you some positive advice, but not only just facts, but some real emotional. Uh, praying for you and being there for you. So um, I want to applaud you guys for taking the time to try to improve yourself here. But um, second thing then, my background is that I uh, was a biology high school teacher for 11 years and I have just uh, moved away from that and uh, released a book and and started the company and some things. But today isn't um, about me. It's just gonna let you know that hopefully I know what I'm talking about. charge as we're trying to renew our mind is to take those thoughts captive so what does that really mean the first step would be to recognize we've got to know what thoughts we're actually thinking about and so i've encouraged many of you to write those down number two would be to resist them and going back to the worms that little that picture once i i thought thought worms that's kind of weird but it really gave me that image to think of okay i have all of these thoughts in my head and i certainly don't want um you know, the toxic worms to be anywhere there. And so I have to recognize if I'm engaging in a thought that is not obedient to what God says, not obedient to Christ, that doesn't um, reflect his truth. And if I'm engaging in those thoughts, then those are quote worms, toxic worms. I don't want them in my brain. So I have to number one, recognize them. A lot of times we journal, we write down, that's the best way to isolate them, especially those persistent ones. And 
then second to that, we have to resist them. So we've got to take them captive, right? And we've got to, we don't want to engage them. We want to destroy them. We want to tear them down. And so in order to do that, we simply recognize it. And then we say, no, I'm not going to do that. I offered you the last time, delete and paste my function in my brain. I'm, delete. No, I'm not going there. Reject that thought. That's not of God. I don't want to engage that. That takes me in another direction. And so then instead, um, we replace. So I want to have a thought worm that is healthy and wholesome and proper. And, and for me, that's a truth lead. That's God's word. And then finally, the result of that would be what? It would be a renewed mind. When we think about eating, we think that like, oh, it's, you know, I, I want to eat well so that I will feel better. I'll be in better shape. But your body is connected. It isn't like you can just compartmentalize only thoughts and only exercise and only sleep and only how you eat. All that stuff is connected. So um, how you eat impacts how you uh, your sleep quality. It slows your brain circuitry. It If you eat poorly, it amplifies mental health problems and decreases mood, decreases energy, health, etc. So I want to talk to you about the science of eating healthy, eating happy. So eat yourself happy, eat your eat those thoughts into a positive state of mind. So we have a gut brain axis that essentially it isn't like my body just takes that and that's it. You actually, your, your gut talks to your brain and it does so through three mechanisms, through the digestive system or what you're eating and your microbiome, which is basically the bacteria living in your stomach. Um, and that weighs about as much as a human brain. So it weighs like five, six pounds. Next time you step on the scale, just think, well, I actually weigh like maybe eight pounds less than this, right? So those bacteria are, are, are bumping that number up. Um, and then your immune system. Every time you eat, your stomach is actually testing that food to see like, is something wrong here? And it will send a signal to your brain through the vagus nerve and your immune system and lots of other ways where they communicate back and forth. So my goal today is to actually give you some tips that you can take away and use. So I'm going to go through five tips that we all know to do when we eat, but I want to talk about why you do those tips and then how to actually fulfill those. All right. So number one, we all know to drink water. Somebody out and guys, this is going to be a participation time. I'm a teacher. Uh, we got to talk. So why? Somebody tell me why. Why do we need to be drinking 64 ounces or more of water a day? Okay, I said to flush everything out of your system. Yeah, absolutely. That is, I, so I started with one that, um, a, a little bit of a trick question, but uh, maybe I, actually I, my goal is to make it easy, but sometimes it actually makes it even harder that literally anything you said would have been right. Um, water plays a role in everything we do. Uh, from breaking hydrolysis, which would be breaking stuff down, not only your food, but just any reaction in your body, you do so by putting water into it and then building stuff up, uh, blood composition, flushing your system and so forth. Um, a big tip I would have to make sure, so number one, drink more water and how to make sure you do that is carry a big jug like Victoria and I are doing. And the biggest tip to do that, have some kind of jug that's at least 32 ounces that you just carry with you at all times. Uh, second tip, fruits and veggies. Why do we need to eat fruits and veggies? Fiber. Fiber. That, that, that's, that's great. That, I mean, um, you have more bacteria living in your stomach um, and on you than you do you on you. 
there are you have more bacteria cells on your body than you do your cells. You have more D bacterial DNA in you and on you than you do your DNA. And what they eat is fiber for the most part. And because we have lost the diversity of that fiber in our diets, the Western culture, so people living basically in, in America, we have lost over 50% of our ancestors' microbiome di diversity. So 50% of your great-great-grandpa's uh, and grandma's bacteria are all gone in us because we're starving them to death. Uh, that plays a role in type 2 diabetes, obesity, um, IBS, food allergies, and so forth. Bas basically, when you feed your the bacteria in your stomach properly and they're happy, they send a signal to your brain that says, we're happy. And it actually plays a role in how you think, how you feel, and etc. because... They release uh, hormonal signals into your body, and if they're unhappy, they're telling you that you're unhappy, and it will actually change your processing of how you think. So some tips that I would have on making sure that you're eating enough fruits and veggies is, number one, a rainbow of fruits and veggies a day, and that's it's really big. For my daughter, I got a six-year-old. She'll, she'll come tell me, I just ate my red. I'll just ate, just ate my green and it's a way to, and even me, I'll be like, okay, I need to eat something, you know, a, a, a lot or whatever. And that will help you not only eat enough fruits and veggies, but then a diversity of them. And the second tip would be to eat an alphabet of fruits and veggies a month. So like something starts with an A, something starts with a B, something starts with a C. So it's making sure that, Hey, I love broccoli. So I'm, then I just only eat broccoli. Well, some of the bacteria in your, in your stomach, will eat that kind of fiber, some of them don't. So even you could eat a ton, like strawberries, apples, oranges, broccoli, carrots every single day and still kill a lot of the bacteria in your stomach because you're not getting that diversity they need. So an alphabet a month and a rainbow a day. Right? Third thing, less sugar. Victoria, what do you think? Why no sugar? Uh, I, I've heard a lot of things like cancer feeds on sugar. Also that delicate balance that we have where we're, we're like yeast feeds on sugar. Um, so if you have any of those yeasty infections that might come into play. Mm -hmm. Also, your brain cannot stand sugar. That it lives on glucose, but that blood brain barrier that's there, we gotta be really careful with what's getting through. And they, sugar's been linked to you know diabetes. Sugar provides immediate energy. And you just talked about cancer cells. All cancer is, is a cell that won't stop dividing. So essentially what it does is starve the rest of your body to death because it takes all of that. Well, if you keep giving it sugar, then you keep giving it the fuel to do so. Our bodies aren't built to have sugar all the time. Um, it actually puts your body into a stress state that essentially says, like, hey, something's wrong. And you start having inflammation. And inflammation is good for curing, like, hey, like if I get cut, I'll, I'll uh, send inflammation there to fix that. But inflammation chronically is very bad because here's what happens. Your body starts saying something's wrong and you're sending all your immune system everywhere, but like, hey, we can't find what's wrong. So then your body turns on itself. It thinks, okay, maybe something's wrong with me. And it start, you start having autoimmune disorders, which is like diabetes and arthritis and, um, you know, on and on and on and on. All these things, your body attacking itself. And it, it, it leads back to because we're eating too much sugar. Um, so some tips on making sure that doesn't happen. The average American eats a fourth grader of sugar a year, 80 pounds of sugar a year. Um, so that's just, I mean, 
here's what you need. If you, there is no evil food though. Eat about 50 grams of sugar a day. You're still eating 40 pounds of sugar. That's a lot of sugar. So my main tip on making sure that doesn't happen, the number one villain is drinks. We think we're doing healthy stuff when we're not. A cup of orange juice has as much sugar as like eight oranges. If you sat down and ate eight oranges, you would think, man, that was a bad idea. But we drink a cup of, a cup of orange juice and think I'm being healthy today. But you're really not. Even 100% orange juice, terrible for you because you're getting all that sugar and none of the fiber. So once again, go back to number one, drink water. Uh, that's the way to do it. Number two, make sure you really know if these healthy choices we're making are healthy. Um, so less bread. White bread is terrible for you. It, if you ate one slice of white bread and then uh, that, you know, and measured your, your blood sugar spike, and then the next day just took a spoonful of sugar and ate a spoonful of sugar, it would spike less than the bread caused it to. So it is all those carbs that you that you break down super fast. Even a whole wheat bread, it will make your uh, sugar spike more rapidly than a Snickers bar. So less bread, drink water. There's your two main um, ideas there. Less bread, more water. Your less processed food, because essentially, if it doesn't look like it's supposed to, don't eat it. There is no nugget on a chicken, you know. So. Um, <laughs> There is at least something called leaky gut, which is essentially like it's increased permeability in, from in your intestinal system. And if we took some of that stuff and just ingest, uh, inject it straight into your veins, it would lead, uh, cause you to go into shock. It would kill you. But because it just leaks slowly back out, it causes um, anxiety, depression, um, inflammation, low mood, and et cetera. So make sure all of your foods have five or less ingredients. So that's, that's a big, if it, and the easy way to do that, does it look like it's supposed to, or did somebody change it into something else? Um, and then last thing, eat all your food in a 12 hour window. And the reason you're doing that is it takes about six to eight hours to stop using carbs and start burning fat. So that, um, and that isn't just so that you lose weight and, and you feel better. It's that your body operates on circadian rhythms. And it isn't just your sleep, but it's everything. So what it does is then properly allow your body to fuel all those other operations. And how I would suggest doing that, still go back to number one. Start your morning off with a big uh, glass of water. That's going to help you get toward that 64 ounces, but it's also going to help you feel full. And then instead of snacking in between meals, glass of water. You know, I was so glad that you mentioned the inflammation because that is huge. And have you ever heard of the, um, you mentioned the leaky gut. Have you heard of leaky brain? Yes. Yeah. So that is really, I mean, that blood brain barrier or brain blood barrier, I guess it's called, that is astounding to me and it's that the the cells are similar to the other cells they're just squished up together and so stuff has a hard time getting through you know all about that as you know a biology person but um the things that can get through that barrier that i've learned would be magnesium is one uh, vitamin divide vitamin d i think we talked about these on monday as well all the omega threes, those can go through. Yeah, omega threes are are crucial to your brain health and to uh, reducing inflammation. 
So essentially, omega-3 will decrease inflammation, omega-6 increases inflammation, and neither of those things does our body make. So that's why they're called essential fats. And the problem is, the, um, our, when we bring them in in the ratio of one to one, we keep inflammation just right. But in our normal diet, omega-6s come from corns and, gra um, and grains, which is what basically everything now is fed. So our omega-6s are super high because all the, all the meat we're eating, everything like that. Whereas omega-3s come from nuts and a lot of things like um, what, what things would naturally eat, like grass and et cetera. And used to, those, they were, we would consume them in a one-to-one -one ratio. Now we are consuming lots of omega-6, which increases inflammation and very little omega-3, which would decrease it which is why if, if anybody takes a single supplement, I would suggest omega-3s and from fish oil. Do you know anything about krill oil? I heard that was a really, really, really good one. Yeah, so just say, yeah, just, now what you wanna look for in those, and there's lots, there's two different types of, they're, they're called EPA and DPA, but uh, they'll have those listed. Essentially, you, you want more of the EPA uh, the EPA fat whenever you see those, but anybody, especially anybody who struggles with capturing their thoughts, some of it is just through that, the, the practices and making sure you do it. But you can also make that so much harder for yourself if you're not eating right and you're not exercising right and so forth. But like you were talking about um, rumination and basically some of those negative thoughts. Well, some of those are perpetuated through inflammation and so forth. So just through uh, omega-3 supplementation, you don't have to fight so hard. You don't have to like capture so many negative thoughts because they're not, they're not so many of them there. You know, you're basically, you're, you're going into a battle and the way you eat and sleep and et cetera can make, you have to fight so many less uh, soldiers on the opposing team, you know. I know some other biggies are, um, you get vitamin D in egg yolks, magnesium in spinach, of course, vitamin D also in sunlight. And then we've got all of our, the raspberries, the different colors, but those dark, dark, dark colors are really good. Like blueberries, raspberries, All berries are great. If you're going to eat yeah. a lot of fruit, berries. Turmeric. Um, I have my little, I have my little turmeric tea. I also, I also um, just sprinkle turmeric on my salads with some black pepper. Pumpkin I've never, had, I've never had turmeric, so I don't know about, I don't know about oh, that. Oh yeah, that's a biggie. Yeah. Turmeric is a biggie. It has um, curcumin, I think it's called curcumin, um, which is a real big brain thing. Avocados for magnesium. Avocados, yes. Sure. Um, prebiotic fiber. Fermented foods are also good for just the gut, right? Have you heard of the mind diet? That's another biggie that you might try. Um, I haven't heard yeah. that specifically, but yes, I, yeah, I have. I have. I'm a little. That. No. Okay. Hey ladies, we gave you like a, that much time, right? It didn't last long, I'm sure. So sorry about that. But, um, but anyway, do you all have any questions, Nancy, Julie, or April, anything you want to chime in about? Or Did you say that 80% of our thoughts are negative? I was right. I to write those down. 80% of our thoughts are negative. Oh my. So can we lower that then with some oh, of this, <laughs> absolutely. so we don't have that many negative thoughts. Yes, and I'm so <laughs> glad that you, I'm so glad that you asked that, April, because yes, that's the real good news, right? If what we're doing 
causes something in our brain, then we can also do something differently to cause something different in our brains. So absolutely. Um, it would be interesting if they could study particular people, like maybe a group of Christians, Bible-believing Christians. Mm -hmm. What is their thought life like? What are yeah. they thinking? What percentage mm -hmm. of their thoughts are negative? Or, you know, the repeated part, you know, I'm not sure about. But, but that really is the good news. That is the change that I've even experienced in my life when I started working on actually taking my thoughts captive, literally mm -hmm. doing that back mm -hmm. in 2016. And we'll talk about in the, the days, the sessions that come, some other aspects of that, because I, after about two years of doing that, I got like so good at taking thoughts captive and, but I wasn't having some internal change. And so I realized that I had some root issues going on and I needed to do some root excavation. So I had to go a little bit deeper, um, but, but the taking thoughts captive is definitely the first, the first uh, mm -hmm. part of that he and all of this of course between you and god right this mm -hmm. is something that you partner with him on in his spirit it's not something you say by golly i'm gonna take all my thoughts captive today or something mm -hmm. like that to strike because i tend to be a striver and have i have to fight against even trying to do it all on my own but it's a dead end street when i whenever i do try to do that so you have something called brain plasticity which essentially digs out uh pathways to think and just because we naturally are so negative, that's the natural way to go. Well, if you intentionally practice gratitude every day, you fill those back up and now, now you're digging out the trenches for positivity. So if you on purpose practice gratitude every single day, then that 80% goes down for you. Just mm -hmm. you're trying. Just because I practice being gr uh, gracious in the morning, in the afternoon, I'm much more likely to be gracious then too, even mm -hmm. when I intentionally do yeah. Such a good point. It, it's bookmarking at everything, bookmarking yeah. our existence with gratitude. And mm -hmm. that was really my, my personal pivotal, uh, what I call, it was my pivot mindset. That's what, when I started turning the tide and having fewer and fewer and fewer toxic thoughts, I use gratitude to help turn me and pivot me. Because this isn't about, sometimes you hear positive thinking, just be positive. Well, this is not positive thinking really essentially mm -hmm. this is praising god mm -hmm. it's showing thanks to god and being grateful to god grateful right. to god that we have clothes and shoes and hot running water and grateful to god for what his son did for us it is mm -hmm. so much deeper than just saying woohoo i'm gonna mm -hmm, raise the roof this is a great day if we're not feeling that even on the inside, it's that cognitive dissonance. That's what we're creating. And we think, well, I should just be happy because I'm a Christian. Well, fooey with that. No, we should be joyful because we're serving the God and the creator of the universe that, and that should transcend any of our externals, any circumstances that are going on in our lives, though they are hard and agonizing and difficult and painful. We are grateful that we have the Holy Spirit to guide us and in us. And that's what drives us to change and to health and to healing. Right. It's not just, oh, I'm going to wake up and be positive. It's got to be something so internalized and so much deeper than that. And God will help you get there. He did for me. And I know that he can do that for you. And I know that's what Adam's, if you could, you'll hear Adam's story or a part of it when he's on the podcast, or perhaps if you buy his book, 
Um, it's an amazing story of redemption, God's love and his redemption. And now Adam is influencing others for the kingdom of God. He's got that within him and he longs to share that with everyone. So it's a beautiful setup when that happens. And But thank goodness we have someone that we can give thanks to that we can demonstrate our positive attitude toward it's it's us as vessels um serving god or at least that's the way it, it is in my life so and that's a wrap brain changer thank you so much for tuning in and say i hope you're walking away right now with 10 practical tips about how to improve your brain function, your general body health and well-being, as well as how to renew your mind in, a, in very concrete ways. So I'll see you same place, same time next week. And until then, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.